welcome. Well, you are at home with Jim and Joy, and you are an important part of our EWTN family. And we're so delighted that you have welcomed us into your home, especially in this third week of Advent. We would love to hear from you. So today we're taking your questions and your comments. You're watching us. It's Monday, and we are very alive, and we are here please give us a jingle at 1-800-221-9460. If you are calling and you are outside North America, you can reach us at 205-271-2980. And you can always send us an email at jimandjoypinto at ewtn.com and check us out on Facebook. So as we're approaching, it's the third week in Advent. I hope that you all went to church on this Sunday, which was Gaudate or Rejoice Sunday. And the question is this, what is the joy of the Lord and how may we experience it as well as share and it? I do want to hear from you. Yes. So what, what is joy mm -hmm. in your understanding of that or the spiritual teaching on joy? How do we experience that? How do we share that? Or perhaps it may be hard for you to get a handle on it, but you know other people who really seem like they, they have that gift or that they're moving in that joy almost in every circumstance and situation, and it's very genuine. Maybe you want to give testimony to somebody in your life that exemplifies joy, and you do that for me in my life. You are, I try. You, you are a mm -hmm. joy. You're so sweet. <clears throat> well, go to EWTN.com forward slash Advent. Well, more, and yeah. yesterday we went to um, one of our, our local of parishes here, Our Lady of Sorrows, and Father Sullivan, Father Bob Sullivan, who is the priest. pastor there. And <clears throat> um, the children, the uh, school had a program called A Birthday Party for Jesus, which they do annually for... Um, her choice. Like they do a little nativity play, mm -hmm. and then they've been collecting diapers and clothes for our young people, right. our infants, at Her Choice Birmingham Women's Center. Right, yeah. and so they do that every year, <clears throat> and they have a gathering of people that come, and so we got to share, I got to share a little, and um, it was also Bambinelli Sunday. I know some parishes celebrate that, and so I got to bring our baby Jesus, yeah. and uh, Father Sullivan blessed baby Jesus yeah. for us, yeah. and prayed a beautiful prayer that <clears throat> as everyone in who gazes upon this Christ child, this beautiful baby Jesus that I got at EWTNRC.com, yeah. which you can get too, yeah. um, that they would be converted. I mean, it isn't that what we want? <clears throat> That's what Christmas is about, that we behold the King and the joy that would cleanse us from all of our sin and break off these heavy yokes that are on us and that we would be set free and that we would know Jesus. Yeah. That's the point yeah. of Christmas. Yeah. And so there is joy in that journey. For me, you know, for those of you, I'm going through grief. I just recently lost my second sister in six months, um, less than three weeks ago. And I was so pressing into Jesus this Sunday. I was like, Lord, lift my heart, lift my heart, that you would lift this valley of tears where I'm in. And something happened. My heart got lifted. Something changed. Upon my reception of him, I thanked Father for feeding me the bread of heaven. When I encounter the Eucharist, I expect something to change on the inside of me. It would be more of Jesus and less of joy, me. 
more joy of Jesus's joy, but less of my flesh of who I am as a human being. So give us a call, send us an email, Facebook us, and let us know your understanding of what joy is. What is the joy of the Lord? How may we experience it? How may we share it? Who exemplifies it for you? Call us. 1-800-221-9460 or 205-271-2980. And may the joy of the Lord be your strength in every circumstance, in every situation. May the joy of the Lord bless Mm. and keep you. So we look forward to hearing from you. We'll be right back. Plenty more to come. Don't go away. Welcome back. Well, remember that today we're taking your questions and your comments on our show. Give us a jingle at 1-800-221-9460 or outside North America, 205-271-2980. You can always send us an email with a question or a comment to Jim and Joy (coughs) at EWTN.com and check us out on Facebook. So here's the question. What is the joy of the Lord and how may we experience it as well as share it. Yeah. And so you, there might be some people in your life and maybe they need to know the love and the joy of Jesus this Christmas season. Maybe it's been a difficult year for them. Maybe they yeah. need an expression of love yeah. and hope and joy. Yeah. And you can be that light and salt for them. Yeah, I know of a quote, I think it's attributed to Mother Teresa, and she speaks about joy as being a net that catches fish. And I believe she was very strong on her sisters demonstrating and having the joy of the Lord, which is our, our strength. <clears throat> and it is really winsome when you see somebody who's filled with joy, mm. and especially a joy that is rooted in the Lord. So there's various forms of, of joy and happiness, and sometimes you know, I get very happy eating a good bowl of pasta, mm-hmm. and that's okay, and that's good, and that's enjoying God's creation. But there's a deep-rooted joy that is available in God, mm-hmm. one of the fruit of the Holy Spirit, a, a joy that's there, this happiness, this pleasure, this, this heightened sense within you, a delight. And that comes from the Lord. Mm-hmm. Uh, it says that Jesus endured the cross, despising the shame because his eyes were set on joy. Mm-hmm. And so you can have this joy, and I believe you can have peace, in every circumstance and situation, because it's not based on the circumstance and situation, although sometimes you might get joy from a Mm -hmm. circumstance and situation. It's not based on that. It's based, it's a a byproduct. Mm -hmm. It's a byproduct. Joy happens because you're rooted in the Lord, and in every circumstance and situation, you can know that God's intention for you, His will for you, is for good and not for evil, to give you a future full of hope mm-hmm. and to use every circumstance and situation. Maybe he didn't create the circumstance of the situation, but he will use everything for those that are trying to seek his will, for his honor and for his glory. And that gives you joy mm-hmm. in life and death, in abundance and in want, that you can have this extraordinary joy. And when people see that joy, 
it, it catches them. Right. They, they're saying, this is not natural here. This isn't a pleasurable thing that they're going through, but somehow they have the peace of the Lord. Somehow they're stuck in the peace of the Lord mm -hmm. and stuck in joy. And that can only come from being rooted in God, being rooted in His ways, His nature, His character, and knowing that He has the ultimate victory. Well, and that is true. Like you can't, like I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm just coming through a yeah. valley of tears. And there, there wasn't uh, times of joy in the midst of it. There were times of peace. Mm -hmm. There were times of hope in the midst of it. And um, as you're still going through it all. But joy, I mean, real joy is a byproduct for me in my life when I am loving the Lord with all my heart, soul, mind, and strength, yeah. and walking in His ways. And that, then there's, there's a constant current of joy because you're doing everything you can in your person to please God. I mean, like I wake up in the morning and it's my heart's desire to be a pleasing child. I want to be a good wife. I want to be a good mother. I don't always do that perfectly, but that's my heart's desire. It's not my heart's desire to not do that, you know? Yeah. But I mean, sometimes I don't do that, but, but the, the essence of that. And then there's joy in that because I'm, we're just trying to do who God made us to be, right? Who made us, you know, the yeah. person. We're just trying to become that person by his mercy and his grace. And there is great joy in serving God and loving God. I went to the doctor last week and, and we were just talking about our lives and career and things. And, and so I just sat there and I said, well, you know, my life is not my own. And so he just said, well, how so? And I just said, well... I belong to God, and I don't get to do what I want to do. I mean, isn't that true of all mm. of us, right? And he just went, oh, yeah, like, I mean, that was so yeah. given. But, but that's how it has to be, and sometimes we have to articulate that to say that, to say, who are you living for? Who are you loving for? Are you <laughs> at one with all the people in your world, especially during this holiday season? I mean, we are here. We are in a Christmas time and, and Advent, Advent. And as we're moving towards the beautiful celebration of our Lord's birth. And we, as a people of God, we need to be light and salt. People, the world is dark. The world is hopeless. The world is high. The world is on weed, it seems. And it's just like, you have to go and give them Jesus. You have to be light and salt and speak truth into their despair, into their hopelessness, into their darkness, into their altered mind. You want to be able to say, this isn't the best version of you. God has a better version for you. No matter what you're going through, whether it's sickness, whether it's death, whether it's grief, whether it's despair, hopelessness, maybe there's addictions in your family, you have broken relationships, as much as you can within your power. You want to be the person who just keeps throwing a lifeline, but you can't throw a lifeline unless you're connected mm -hmm. to the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. He's going to give you the hope. He's going to give you the courage to do the next best thing is yeah. to love and to move in that. Here's a comment from somebody when she says, or he, I find loving and obeying Christ as the dear thing for me to do for him. In this holy season, my heart is the Lord's. The Lord's will is my pursuit. And this is from John. I love that. That's yeah. great. And that is true. And so we as a people of God, 
We need to be moving towards that. And especially, we need to be praying for our priests, especially this week as we're coming <coughs> into um, Christmas and all of the services that they'll be involved in and all that they're, they're still doing hospital visitations because you said, you said this so well, death is never timely. It's never tidy, and death doesn't take a holiday. Mm -hmm. And so you think, oh, this can't happen. It's Christmas. Well, it happens. And so we, we have to pray for our priests as they're going and ministering <coughs> and loving that they would be able to bring joy and hope and peace in the midst of all the situations that they find themselves. Yeah. Please pray for our priests. Yeah. How do you experience joy? Um, <clears throat> you mentioned the sacraments earlier. I love Eucharistic adoration. I find joy there mm -hmm. and I find, you know, I bring myself there and everything that's going on in my life. Usually it's at a pregnancy medical center where people are making choices of life and death for their own child. It's very heavy, mm -hmm. you know, there. And yet when we come and we look at the Lord in the monstrance and see him there and seek his face there, it's like everything, I hear the Lord say to me, everything's done. Mm -hmm. For you, you're walking through history, but it's all done. It's over. It's not over. I'm in the midst of, I'm not in time. It's done. And I get a sense of joy and a sense of peace mm -hmm. because he is the Lord. And that's where my joy comes from. Yeah. The Lord and trusting how many things I don't understand in my own life, in our country, in this world and violence and wars and then beautiful things, looking into the faces of my grandchildren, looking into your face, our children, that brings me joy too. But it's, it's a joy that's, that's beyond circumstance, situation, and to just know it's all in the hands of the Lord. Mm -hmm. it, it, it's all in to Him and that in all things, He will make them beautiful in His time and in His way. So how do you find joy? How do you experience joy? Comment says, for me, <clears throat> the joy of the Lord is that God is love, infinitely just, infinitely merciful. This week of Advent always makes me think how wonderful heaven will be and to be free from sin and death. And that's from Ruth in Pennsylvania. Yeah. And you wanted to read, yeah. you wanted to well, tell your story. Tell that story. Oh, okay, I think we got a few. Well, you know, I was, I always walk every day. I walk, I walk and jog. I've been doing this for like 40 years in our community. <clears throat> and I was, I was thinking today as I was walking, I was saying, we're going to be talking about joy. Lord, what is joy? And what is it? And I think I know, and I'm kind of talking about it. And all of a sudden, this guy comes up to me, and I've seen him before, and he's done something like this before. He's, a, he's about 30 years old or so. He's on my walk, and I could tell that he's, he has some struggles in his life. But he is like, you know, several blocks away from me, and he's got his hand up, and he comes walking towards me, and he's looking at me, and he's, just, he's filled with, happiness and was right mm -hmm. to see me and he has money in his hand and he, and he gives me the money 15 cents this fit, dime and a nickel and he's done this like uh, two times you know over the last he's given you pennies in the past he gives me the money and he's so happy to give this to me and he gave me the 15 cents and and then he just looked at me and he embraced me and hugged me like this he needed to speak to me mm -hmm. and then he walked on and I, I just walked on my walk and I'm saying, you're asking the Lord what joy is. That man had joy. Mm -hmm. He looked joyful. He was joyful. He was happy to see me for whatever and reason. And he blessed you. And he gave me money. Now, he did that another time when he came up to me one time and he gave me, you know, whatever it was, mm -hmm. 25 cents. And he goes, this is your day. <laughs> this is your day. 
And he just, this is your lucky day. And he gave me 25 cents. I used to say no, but now mm -hmm. I can't because he's, so joy is rooted in giving, mm -hmm. giving. It's rooted in the Lord. It's more blessed to give than it is to receive. You want joy? Give your life away. Give your money away. You know, get, it's about giving. This guy showed me. Mm -hmm. I, I cried on the way home. You did. I just said, you know, mm -hmm. here's this simple guy. He has his own struggles in life. And, and he's just filled with joy and peace and gave me something. Anyway, I hope it helps in some way. But may the joy of the Lord be our strength and our song. And may we give our lives away to other people because it's a net. He caught mm. me. Joy is a net that catches other people. And you're not, you're not doing it because it's a net. You're doing it because you can't help but do it because mm. you're rooted in the Lord who is so good and so loving and so merciful who gives us what we don't deserve. Mm. And we want to give that to other people. So we'll be right back. Thanks for your comments. Plenty more to come. Don't go away. back. Well, thank you for all your comments today. We always love to hear from you. But before we wrap up today's show, we're going to go to Rome to check in with beautiful Joan Lewis. Now, Joan, what do you have for us today? Well, greetings from Rome. And some stunning news came out over the weekend on Saturday when what has been called the Vatican trial of the century uh, convicted, as a matter of fact, six of the ten defendants in the trial, including for the first ever time in Vatican trial history, a cardinal who had been charged and will now go to prison if he has to eventually face that sentence. This is the first time that a cardinal, in this case Cardinal Giovanni Becciu, was accused of and found guilty of several different charges, which we will look at um, in a minute. He was at once a very powerful position in the Secretariat of State as the substitute for the Secretariat of State. Now, he received a sentence of five and a half years. Others charged included Enrico Grasso. Now, he's a financial consultant to the Vatican Secretary of State. Cecilia Maronia, she's a self-styled uh, security expert, and she was primarily, primarily an aide to Cardinal Becciu. Raffaele Mincione, an Italian businessman. Fabrizio Tirabassi, a former employee of the Secretariat of State, and Gianluigi, Gianluigi Torzi, an Italian businessman. Now, their sentences totaled something like um, 28 years, and the Vatican has not yet pronounced itself on the other four defendants. The trial lasted just over two and a half years, began in July of 2021. There were 69 witnesses during that time, tens of thousands of documents and over two and a half million files. Documents uh, produced by the defense were more than 20,000 pages of, of witnessing, and the civil parties had 48,000. Now, the cardinal was charged with abuse of office, embezzlement, conspiracy, and witness tampering. The prosecution had asked for seven years um, for the cardinal, but he only received five. 
He re has repeatedly talked in, these, in this two-year period about his innocence, and he even brought up on a couple of occasions trying to include Pope Francis as part of his involvement in this entire trial, the focus of which was um, a building in London that the Vatican, through the efforts of one businessman, the Vatican bought 45% interest in this building. And uh, there's, too many, there's too little time here to go into all the minute details that came up in this trial about the purchase of the building. But eventually, so many things went wrong. The Vatican tried to sell. They, they did sell the building, but they underwent uh, a really a very huge loss. Now, uh, the Cardinal's role in this was he was a substitute in the Secretary of State at the time and, and had urged, uh, he and others had urged the Vatican to get involved in a particular fund. Part of this fund, of course, was the purchase of this building um, in London. Now, the Cardinal has said that he's going to appeal, of course, what he called an absurd sentence. And um, if that appeal doesn't work, the question, of course, is uh, when, where, and how would the Cardinal serve time? And I don't know if you folks know it, but the Vatican does have a jail. There are four cells. Very rarely has it ever been used. Sometimes short sentences for uh, somebody who might have stolen something in the Vatican. As a matter of fact, Pope Benedict's, uh, one of his secretaries, you might recall, had spent some time uh, because of stealing documents. Anyway, a very, a very sad affair. Uh, obviously not looking good for a whole bunch of people, but um, there'll be more to come after this. So stay tuned. And on that note, back to you. Thanks so much, jo Joan. We pray always for our Holy Father and various people there at the Vatican, officials, and we pray for God's mercy and justice upon all. And so we thank you for joining us today. And we thank you, O Lord, for the spirit of joy. Uh, my soul proclaims the greatness of the Lord and my spirit's rejoicing in God my Savior, says Mary. Why? Because he's looked with favor on his lowly servant. He's looking with favor and grace and mercy upon you. We're not one-to-one -one with the Blessed Virgin Mary, but that God is for us. God is, loves us. God is a father to us. That makes your spirit rejoice. May that be written upon your heart. Join us next time for a conversation with Dr. Greg and Lisa Popchak about maintaining a good relationship with your adult children. It's going to be a great two shows that we're going to have. God bless you and all of your loved ones. You're an important part of this EW10 family. You're never alone. You're always at home with Jim and Joy. Bye now.